Hi, and welcome to Just Be You with Bridget podcast. I'm excited for our next guest. She is a founder and indie retail cheerleader. Uh, please welcome Janine Malone. I got to meet her a couple years back. She is fabulous. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. <gasps> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know, me too. It's so nice to so nice to talk to old friends and new friends. Yes, I know. I feel like I feel like I just saw everyone like two weeks ago, but it's really probably been like a year since we've been in the same space. Oh yeah, I haven't been with wow. multiple people in. I'm gonna say early February was the last time I was like right. out and about with humans. That's not you know my significant other. <laughs> right, right. Wild oh, times. Oh, so, so happy wild. to see you. <laughs> I know. Well, gee, I'm gonna jump right in. So. Please. Over this year, you actually launched a new company that I'm really excited to talk to you about called Feel Good Retail. Um, and I love kind of your little byline that you have. It says, we help indie retailers grow in a way that feels good. I think that's such a cool little slogan. And I'd love to hear from you just kind of like, what, how'd you, how'd you get there? Like, all yeah. of it, all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so yes, this is like a new name for work that I've been doing for years, okay. basically, which is good. Um, you know, finally figuring out branding yourself. As I say, you branded yourself, so woohoo. I did it. Yeah, exactly. Little, little, yeah. Exactly. One big win. Um, but really what I've been doing for throughout my whole career is really working with small businesses. I've been lucky enough to always work for small businesses for the most part. Awesome. Um, and really help them scale and grow in a way that isn't like throwing money at problems that has to be like a little bit more bootstrapped and creative. Mm -hmm. And I've just become really obsessed um, with that work and the challenges that it presents. But also I think this year in particular, with everything happening with COVID, I was like, I can't just like sit by and watch all these shops close. Like I think yeah. that they actually have a huge opportunity here to like build community and build impact yes. and um, really stand up for what they're for. Mm -hmm. um, I never imagined that my hypothesis about business would be tested on a grand scale like COVID-19, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been really fun. So yeah, I was doing a little bit of business consulting in-house for some mm -hmm. brands and then was, you know, on my own doing freelance and also doing some kind of like witchy stuff on the side as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, over the summer, I was like, I really just feel so called to like focus on these retailers and boutiques yeah. and making sure that they survive. Cause I don't want to live in a world without awesome. them. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that. So you're talking a little bit about how you kind of were doing, you know, brand consulting and some marketing yeah. on the side. So kind of how did you end up in kind of the brand marketing world? Yeah. So I actually started my career as a stylist. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, let's see, I went to Northeastern. My co-op was at W Magazine and all I wanted to do was like work for magazines and work for brands and live in New York. And then I lived in New York and I was like, I don't think I can do this. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love to visit. Don't think I have the hustle to live there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was really into styling, really into like editorial and storytelling in a on a visual scale. Mm -hmm. And throughout college, I just, you know, started working at boutiques on Newbury Street because that was the path I took rather than I feel like it was like you're either working in restaurants and bars or you're working retail. Um, and I just can't stay up past 9 p.m. So <laughs> that was it. Yep, I hear you. Yeah. And so 
throughout that time too, I just become became like a little bit obsessed with. I, I mean, this is like so uncool to say, but I like loved sales and I loved like clienteling and like mm-hmm. really building those relationships. So that started becoming more, you know, it was kind of this of the Venn diagram of like styling and sales. I was like, oh, okay, like retail is where it's at. Yeah. Um, and then I started doing, I actually was just at this pivotal time in my career and started working with um, a very good friend of mine, Jess Sutton, who owned a graphic design studio called JSGD. And that's where I really started to like dig my teeth, I guess, into like yeah, what is branding? I mean, I was surrounded by designers, which was super cool because I'm decidedly not a designer, but I had this kind of like different approach of like, okay, what are small business owners really struggling with? Like, what are the questions? What are the problems they're trying to solve? And like, is design always the solution or is it like marketing or messaging or, you know, any of those kind of things? So I was there for, I was the COO um, at JSGD for three and a half years and worked with awesome companies like Urban Grape and French and Italian. And these are all local Boston and brass, which is how (laughs) we met. Um, And so when JSGD ended up closing, I went in-house at brass and was doing, heading up their brand and retail where I learned a lot, a lot. So yeah, now it's just back to having multiple clients, which is amazing. That's so cool. I love that. And I like how you were going at it with the different perspective of is it always design? Because I mean, I don't I don't do graphic design. I'm a UX designer. So usually I'm like, can design help fix this? But I think especially for smaller companies and smaller retailers, it is never one size fits all. It has to be different. Every store is a little different. Every company and their values, everything plays a role into how you have to like create that that community, that that drive, that want to get people to shop there. Yeah, I think that's so important, and it's something that I really saw early on, and definitely still see now. It's just every year I feel like there's a thing that people think they need to be doing. Like when I started at JSGD, everybody like wanted an app. It was like, you know, <laughs> I think some people still always want an yeah, app. Like, like, some people totally. Do you really want an app? <laughs> right. So there was like, do you want an app? And, you know, now I talk a lot about like, do you really want to be spending money on Facebook and Instagram? But I think to your point, what I really love to do is like give people the space to zoom out a little bit and be like, what is the goal here? Like, yeah, we're going to have those financial goals. We're going to have acquisition goals and, you know, retention and all that kind of stuff. That's like very jargony. It's important, but also it's important to layer on top, like what, how you want, how you want to feel running your business and Mm -hmm. also how you want your community to feel around you. Because like you said, I don't always feel like design is something that speaks necessarily to everyone. It's like the language that's in those emails. And like, does it actually need to be pretty or does it just need to come from the heart? Or like, I don't know, maybe that's a little, I'm a little emotional. I'm a cancer. So I'm like a little, uh, (laughs) I always want to talk about feelings, obviously. Feelings are very important. I um, (laughs) We should go into another conversation once because I I would love to actually like chat with you. I remember um, we got in a conversation about like some of your little witchy stuff, but like I'm a Sagittarius, but I think my... I like found out like I'm I'm not like a typical Sag, so I was I'm always like try to figure out like what else do I identify with, and then it's like oh did you check like your rising or rising and moon, and I was like there's multiple sides. (laughs) 
Yeah. So that's, a, that's a whole other conversation we should do. Yes, we definitely should. Happy almost oh, birthday then. It's Sagittarius season. Yeah, it's uh, uh, two, 15 days. Ooh, <laughs> not counting. Not counting. <laughs> obviously not counting. No, I think as soon as it's like December 1st, I was like, I pulled I out like, like it's my birthday. Oh, it's my birthday month. I am absolutely a birthday person. And Thank I like, you. I have a mug that says like, I like my birthdays. And I basically pulled that out oh. December 1st. And it was like, Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm the same way I'm like it seems very like dorky to still be so obsessed with my birthday but I really am I think it's such a fun I don't know I think I've always enjoyed it and I think I mean for me specifically I'm a, I'm a week before Christmas and my family yeah. my my parents were always adamant that it was a separate holiday yeah um so I think I always grew up recognizing that yes I know it's close to a very big gift giving holiday, but yeah. my birthday is so special for me. Yeah. So I think I always, I always kept that and I've maintained that over the years. Good. I think yeah. like we just need yeah. reasons to celebrate, you know? Yeah. It's just fun. Like last year I did like a little dinner party with friends at a restaurant and my sister had actually sent champagne to the table because she doesn't live oh, locally. Geez. It was just like, it's like fun stuff like that. And I, yeah. I've always enjoyed, I, I feel like it's always just like a, such an enjoyment to just get together with some people and like just hang out. Yeah. I mean, um, I love a fresh start, you know? Like, I'm obsessed with just the idea of, like, it's a new year. Next year. Next, yeah, dec- totally. next decade, what's happening. Yes, so it'll be, exactly. it'll be good. Yeah. Um, I love that. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of – so you recognized you had this drive. You wanted to really make sure that these, you know, indie and retailers don't go away because it's really – they're really important to kind of the everyday – like, what makes a neighborhood a neighborhood? Yeah. I'd love to hear for you kind of what – challenged you the most with kind of launching feel-good retail? <sighs> what challenged me the most? Imposter syndrome, probably. <laughs> I literally just listened to, to like an hour lecture yesterday about imposter syndrome. Oh my God, did it help? <laughs> um, it was it was actually very informative. So like everyone's always faced it, I think in a lot of worlds, but I liked uh, this woman gave some pretty tactical tips of like, okay, if you're feeling it, recognize it, being like, okay, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. Recognize it and like, don't invalidate it because it means like you care. But right. it was just it was nice because I was like, oh okay, this is interesting. But then, then she's like, here's how you can do these certain steps. I'm like, oh right. thank you. Right. It's nice thank to hear you. that rather than women face this in the workforce much yeah, more than like, men. And I'm like, I don't need to know this again. And you're like, no shit. Like Yeah. We <laughs> like, sure. I've been living this. <laughs> Whatever they're like, women face this. I'm like, really? interesting yeah yeah exactly I mean a rock lately no (laughs) yeah so like I mean a little of that I think that's what had it I don't want like had it take so long I know nobody knows that except me but it's like it's something I've really been toying with for a while and like just the question of like is now a good time it felt really risky obviously this year um so that certainly uh, slowed things down. But I also think that just like trying to figure out the kinds of services that I really want to offer, something that's really important to me is like making things accessible too, you know? Like I think there's a lot of agencies and consultancies out there that do amazing, really cool work, Um, not even just in the retail space, like in a lot of spaces, but I know how expensive that is. And I... I really just like, not to sound like so over ambitious, but I'm like, I just want every indie retailer who thinks that they can't grow to like be able to like, whatever, buy a workshop or get a resource and like have it make a difference. Cause it can feel really lonely to be a small business owner. Um, 
So yeah, just trying to structure that, which I'm certainly doing. Yeah. Uh, starting to plan a little bit more towards like 2021, but that's, that's been fair. an interesting challenge, you know? Yeah, I think that's really cool. I like that you're kind of thinking from your like perspective, like what can you offer and make it more accessible? One thing that was so fun that I, I listened to a couple, um, you actually through Field of Retail, you're doing podcasts as well. I am, yes. I, I'd love to hear kind of what made you decide to use podcasts as a medium to share some of your knowledge and the the strategies you've been talking about. Yeah. So I actually, back in May, started a podcast called It's Just a Phase with a friend and collaborator of mine, Kristen Giccolini of Goodwitch Kitchen. And we just like we're playing around with, we're both really obsessed with like lunar cycles and she's a nutritionist mm -hmm. who focuses on like the menstrual cycle. And, okay. you know, we're into like kind of more feminine ways of living. And so we started doing that. And I was just like, this is such a fun medium. Um, and I, I think going into feel good retail, same thing. I wanted to be really respectful of what these business owners, like how much time they have. Yeah. And I know most of them don't have time to like sit down and like read a blog post or mm -hmm. necessarily like show up live to a workshop. So yeah. there will definitely be stuff like that. That's more like live and requires attention. But I mm -hmm. thought that a podcast is something that I keep them pretty short pretty bite-sized and just like, okay, like while you're packing orders, you can like pop it on your phone and yeah. learn something. Like get some little nuggets in, you know, a, a coffee break almost. Just yeah, like exactly. Yes. So that. yeah, that felt just like a great medium and it's so fun. It is fun. I've, yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed having a podcast. I feel like yeah. it's just, and it's just such a different medium than anything else I find. I mean, for me, I wanted to start this because I think I was just, I, I missed talking to people and I wanted yeah. to just to talk to fun humans. And I realized I knew a lot of really awesome humans in my life. And I'm like, everyone should get a chance to talk about something they're passionate about or that yeah. they're inspired by. I was like, so this felt like a very good, I, I jokingly call it my quarantine project since I attempted I puzzles, didn't last. <laughs> uh, I attempted <laughs> like to like, I was, I managed to not kill too many plants this year. Um, <clears throat> we, I repotted a cactus twice, which is a miracle, and it's still wow. growing. So I'm so proud. Yes, good for that I, cactus. Yeah, but I've, I'm okay. uh, multiple multiple other succulents did not survive, so that's okay. So this is my new project. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I just think it's so fun, and like I think again, something that I just think is important, especially if you're trying to build community or build relationships, is just something I'm all about. Is like it's way easier to get someone's personality or be able to like. It's easier for me to make like a dumb joke on a podcast than it is to like write it in a post or something where yes. people are like, is she being serious? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yep. it just feels more, like you said, connective. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So I think part of what it sounds like for Feel Good Retail, you're also trying to help build that community of like small business owners. Is that something that you're trying to post COVID world? Is that something that you would hope to like get them together? Or is that something that you hope that you can help inspire? Yeah. I mean, I would love like, it's so funny thinking about like all the plans we had for 2020, even though feel good retail is relatively new. Like I said, I've been, um, you know, doing consulting and working just as freelance, um, yeah. for a while. And 
I really wanted to be doing like in-person workshops and I had this like grand plan for like a weekend retreat and like all this stuff, which obviously hasn't happened, but is still on the docket. And also just finding ways for people to, I'm really fascinated by the idea of like being able to facilitate those conversations and like something that Erica who owns House Witch and I talk about often is like the idea of radical transparency Mm -hmm. and like this like liberation from like knowing what else is happening in other people's businesses. Cause I think especially shop owners, it's like you're on Instagram a lot of the time. Right. And you're like, it looks like everyone is doing so much better than me. I mean, I think this is just relatable to any, (laughs) everyone, right? The grass is always greener on someone else's feed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Literally exactly. And so I think that having those conversations around like, you know, whether it's just like, hey, what shipping partners do you guys like? Or do you guys have any like resources for an ops person? Or just like being transparent about like, how you're doing in sales. I just think that there's like not a lot of conversation around money and money, Mm -hmm. particularly for women is a very emotional topic. Yeah. Um, And I would love to, um, you know, I don't really have any grounded ideas yet, but I'm really fascinated by the idea of like making that feel more open and honest. And like, I don't know, I think that that helps, it helps alleviate some stress when you just understand like, mm-hmm. yeah, the industry. Cause obviously you can look up like all these public companies, how much they're doing, but really doesn't help me to know that like what the gap did last quarter. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> uh huh. Definitely. Kornacki effect. that's so great so since since feel good retail is kind of new i'd love to hear kind of larger scale perspective so from your years freelancing and then now having feel good retail as like your official brand of what you're doing what has surprised you the most oh god so much i mean i think Such a good question. I think I'm always surprised by like the pressure that people put themselves under for like following some certain like business as usual, like roadmap or rule book, you know, like, oh, when I get to this size, I should hire, I should the shoulds that we put on ourselves, right? Uh, I should hire someone. I should be paying for marketing. I should have this many followers by now. I should, whatever. And so I think that that's always surprising to me because I, again, I've been on the back end of so many businesses. And like, I think that the idea that we all have it figured out or everyone else has it figured out except us, like Mm -hmm. everyone knows something we don't is just always really shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it shouldn't be, but every time I hear someone be like, oh, well, X, Y, and Z is doing it. And I'm like, you don't know. You don't know what's going (laughs) on, you know? And even if I don't know either, it's like, I just think that that's really interesting. But I think this year in particular, what has surprised me about retailers is really like the power of community. It's something Mm -hmm. that I believe in and have always believed in. Um, But I think that the retailers who are not only just like surviving as in keeping their doors open, but I have clients who are growing like from year over year, uh, which is amazing. And it's because they, I like to say that like your values are holographic. You can, you can create a new form for any mission that you have. So like 
if I want to open a shop to make like self-care more accessible. Okay. Like I can do that online. I can do it in person. I can do it in pop-ups. I can do it through all these ways of creating content. And I think the ones who have always like invested in community and tried to build those like meaningful relationships, Mm -hmm. the loyalty is so deep. Like they will follow you online. It doesn't matter that your brick and mortar is closed or, you know, if you change product offering because now people can't afford your luxury goods and you need to like bring in a lower price point or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's just really fascinating that again, like I said, I'm like, I feel like I could have written a thesis this year because I'm like, every assumption I've ever made was put to the test. (laughs) Luckily, it came out looking good. But um, even I've been, you know, pretty impressed and surprised. I was just going through, you know, Black Friday, Cyber, Cyber Monday numbers for people. And I was like, damn, like, that's awesome. Also, people, people are gonna shop. Like, I, oh, yeah, I will save my like capitalism TED talk for another time. But I do (laughs) think that like, our economy is based on consumption. And there are ways to still be selling and be in this like retail mindset that can feel really good and really purposeful. Yep. And I rather, you know, indie retailers be getting richer rather than Jeff Bezos, personally. Yep. I hear you. And yeah. so that's awesome. And so counterpoint to that, you you kind of touched on this, but I'd love to hear kind of what you feel. I was like, what are you most grateful for? Oh my God. So <laughs> much. So much. I mean, I feel very lucky to be doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I often like to think about like if I got to go back and tell my high school self like what I was doing with my life, like she would probably think it was cool and that makes me feel good, you know? That's good. Um, obviously very grateful for my health and Mm -hmm. I'm just grateful to have like this community of people who bring a lot of purpose to their work and who like, maybe they're not always optimistic, but are at least like hopeful Mm -hmm. and have, you know, created these like little laboratories for like testing out different ways of like not only being in business but like being in the world like can we have a more equitable and I more diverse and a more like transparent environment that like maybe isn't going to be the whole country yet but we can try it with our little like 10 person team yeah I think it's really cool it gives me a lot of hope especially in the you know the dark days of like watching Steve Kornacki report the election results. Like, I'm like, okay, like maybe the world will be okay because there's like people who still, who are very, very committed to um, the hope of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like showing up, you know, like I think that it's really cool that I kind of joke with retailers, some (laughs) clients of mine, sometimes I'm like, I mean, you decided to be an entrepreneur because likely you wanted some sense of freedom, right? Like you wanted to be the boss or whatever, but then you like built your, especially brick and mortar retailers. Then you like built yourself this like tiny little prison, you know, like (laughs) you like can't take weekends off, like, and you have to like really love it. And like, that means you like, there is just an energy to that, that I am so grateful for because you know, in the before times, there's nothing better than just like walking into a shop that you know is like so loved and like so thoughtful. It's mm-hmm. just unlike anything else. Yeah, especially like when 
it might it might be a first time going into a store, but then someone else comes in that's there all the time, and you can immediately like hear the connection and hear them yes. talking as if they're old friends, and it's like that immediately like just almost makes you feel like oh like this is that type of store where like they care about their neighbors, they care about you as an individual. Like you're not just a number on a paper. You're like oh no, they always come in. We got a new gift that might be like or like a new something something for you. Yeah. Like it's it's that type of connection. That's such a it's such an it's an invaluable tool that I think small businesses have that I feel like a lot of places lost over the years, especially like the bigger companies came in and like the mall and all that. But it's like, I like, I love some of this. I love walking down. Like I, I, my first year in Boston, I got to live in Beacon Hill, found a great yeah. little I loved walking in every store on Charles street. Right. At the time I was a poor grad student. So there was no way I was buying anything except from the hardware store. Cause yes. I would need random things. But I loved it. It was just like every little place had a, like probably had a story attached to it. It was just like yeah. such a fun little, it's such a cool little like world. Those like a little retailers create. Yeah. And I just think it like really has the power to like, I don't know, there's like a vulnerability to it. And again, it's like you have to balance that a little bit, I think, as a retailer with like ba- clear energetic boundaries because mm-hmm. but it's fascinating like the things that people have opened up to me while they've been like in fitting rooms or like shopping over the years like when I was working in stores Mm -hmm. it's I don't want to say it's crazy because that sounds bad but like it's amazing actually like that you can create these environments that feel really open and feel really vulnerable and you can like build trust in that way and I'm you know certainly not saying you should just like capitalize on it but I think that it's it's something that's an advantage that like big businesses like do not have. 100%. I mean, I'm the queen of like going into like, uh, I mean, I don't expect it at like Target or anything like that. But (laughs) if I'm in like, you know, a bigger, even like one of the VC funded like brands that we think of as small, but are actually humongous. Like if I go into one of their stores and I'm not like greeted, I will bitch about it for like two weeks. (laughs) I'm like, somebody's got to like talk to whoever is the marketing director because like like, acknowledge me. Right. Like if you're with someone, but like you make the eye contact and you're like, (laughs) hi, like I, I, it's like the acknowledgement I need. I think I, I mean, even Tom and I have laughed, like we've gone into a restaurant before and it wasn't really crowded and it took like 10 minutes to be acknowledged by the bartender. And I was like, like, uh I'm I'm fine not ordering anymore like it was like to the yeah. point where we were like we were like do we go like right. we, we were literally ignored and it wasn't even like it like it's one thing if it's a packed bar there's like 50 people around all yelling trying to get attention that's I'm like cool I'll chill like I have no problem waiting yeah. but when it's like kind of empty and there's no one there and I'm like like hello uh, hi there right no it's like so interesting I think that there's like such an like uh we just have like emotional experiences as consumers in stores. And Mm -hmm. I just love that. Like, it just seems like retail, like Indies just like, they want to do better. You know, they always want to be like creating a better experience or like, you know, I just love when people are like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was so-and-so's birthday. And like everyone on the team's like, Oh my God. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just an environment. And again, like an energy that I don't think any of us want to see our cities or towns without. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So I'd be curious to hear. So I'm, you probably have some fun stories, but any like oh, small world or like cool, funky connections that you've that have happened over the last 
few years since you were kind of doing, you know, brand marketing. And then now that you have feel good retail, any, any fun or fun connections or small world moments? Oh my God. Let's see. I just feel like the community is, yeah, I think it just is, it just is small. You know what I mean? Like, I Mm -hmm. think that, I don't know if I have any like really funny connections. All I can all for some reason all I can think of is like old celebrity sightings. Oh, what's an old celebrity sighting? Um, let's see. My favorite is when I was working at this like high-end boutique called Viola Lovely. I was there in oh gosh, when was I there? A long time ago, it feels like. Um <laughs> and I was in their Concord store and Kate Winslet came in and was shopping <gasps> with me for like she was there for a while. It was just me and her. It was a little store. So it was like just her and I for a long time. And oh she's so unbelievably beautiful. Mm-hmm. So oh my God, kind. Yes. And I just oh, hear, I'm so I glad know. to hear that. Because <laughs> I, I adore her. I know. And I actually just watched I just watched the holiday like oh, three days ago. I, and I just I adore her. Yeah, she was oh my God, that's so, so cool kind. And then like she ended up coming back a few days later because we were having this like big sale. She came back with like her son. It was so cute. I was like, I am obsessed with you. But yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, I just feel like every retail meme account is like so accurate. Like that's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You know, I worked. I worked retail in college and it, then I, whenever I see some of those, I'm like, oh, that's so accurate. Yeah. Like it's almost I don't know. It just brings you back sometimes to like a dark place. <laughs> but they're so <laughs> funny. Yes. They're great. Oh my God. Yeah. I've, I worked at, I've worked at three different like retail stores. I worked at one primarily through college. And then I worked at, um, I just, I, I went to school in Virginia. So my experiences were in like the DC area. And then I worked up at actually the gap oh my God, <laughs> in, in Coolidge quarter uh, a couple years back. And I worked there for like about a year. Um, and I just had to laugh because I got hired on right like in like October or something. Oh, so yeah. I basically started handling all the in- inventory. So I would be there at like 6 a.m. ripping open boxes, refolding, tagging everything. And like I did that, I think, for a couple weeks straight. And they're like, okay, guys, like it's Black Friday. Let's have fun. And I was like, oh, I forgot. I forgot what Black Friday was. And like I worked at not like a fancy it wasn't a fancy store it was like mid-level yeah. good store great retailer loved it but like I never had to really work Black Friday I always worked through like the Christmas season yeah. but I, Black Friday I always somehow got to avoid for years in college yeah. and then a couple years back when I had to deal with it I was like oh it's a different level oh, now yeah. like it was a lot it is a lot <laughs> I was like I was laughing I was like I think that this might have been my first Black Friday in a long time where I wasn't like stationed in a shop even just like supporting. Um, yeah. Granted, I was still like on uh, web support for the whole weekend, but I was like, at least I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. Not oh on my, my feet. Oh, yeah. I, it's, I can't, I'm like looking back and I'm like, how did I do that? Like in college, I would come back for like winter break or spring break and I'd work every day and every day, eight hour shifts and it, it wouldn't even phase yeah. me. And I'm like, I can barely stand up without my like, I have like a, standing desk now for work I have like a foam mat I can't stand up without it now (laughs) I'm like how did I do this in like no support flip-flop shoes eight hours running around on cement carrying things I was like how did 
how did I do that? And I had energy at no, the end exactly. of the shift. Exactly. I asked <laughs> and I'm like, it's you know, end of the day. Ooh, is it is it evening time? Let's sit down. One hundred percent. I'm like, is this the same body that did that? But hundred percent. I guess it is. I got yeah. Maybe we just got all of our standing out. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I, I like know. I, yeah, I did it for a few years. And I'm okay with that. I, I don't miss it. Every now and then, I think I miss the discounts I got. Oh, sure. I do admit that. But now I think, oh, I think like what you're saying, like the retail memes, but I've always had mad respect for retailer workers. And especially like, it's still in me when like, I'm in a store and there's a beautiful stack and I see someone mess it up and I'm like, oh, what did you do? And I'll like, I've like tried to fix it before. Like someone looked to me and I was like, I can't not sorry. fix yeah. stack. Like, I'm sorry. No, seriously. <laughs> I'm like also queen of being like, I think they're starting to close up. We should just like go. Like, <laughs> like I can't. It's just too much. Cause like you can like you you know it like you know the cues like oh a hundred percent a hundred percent like you can see like one door becomes locked if there's two doors <laughs> people start kind of congregate in certain areas like you start quieter. to see them do like the, the things are quieter you see them start doing like the finger touches yeah. to separate the hangers and then like my favorite is like I remember years ago in college I worked Christmas Eve mm-hmm. Christmas Eve yeah. so we're already closing early and uh, a woman came into the store. I'm not even kidding. Four minutes before we closed. And like all of us, when we were done, no one had been in the store for 30 minutes. So we were ready to shut the register. She went around, touched literally everything in the store, and then was talking to us as if like we were open for four more hours. And then she's like, you know, I just, I don't believe in gifts. And well, you know, do you have plans? And I was like, well, it's Christmas Eve. So I have dinner with my family in about an hour. And they were like, oh, are you closing soon? And I'm like, we closed five minutes ago. And I like deadpan said it. And I was like, I still to this day, I was just like, what are you doing, ma'am? I was like, I I fully appreciate that you want to buy things, but you didn't buy anything. Of course. And I was like, oh, but it was so funny because like she came in and all of us, even the manager was like, oh, you're just, yeah, it's just like, (laughs) like that moment. I know. And then like someone like follows. It's so, I mean, it's such a bad feeling. We had to like follow them around and like fix everything they were touching. Or you're just like, do you need anything? Can I help you? Do you want me to put that in the room? Do you want me like, just like, can you read the room? But yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Retail is a whole other ballpark. But (laughs) anyways, looping it back. (laughs) So, um, okay. I have so many more questions, but to keep our podcast not super crazy long, I always like to end it with a couple of little rapid fire questions. If you've heard my podcast, you've heard the questions, but quick, you know, off the top of your head, just whatever comes to mind, but let's get started. So what's your favorite animal? I mean, instinctually I'm like puppies, but also butterflies. I'm obsessed with butterflies. If that counts as an animal, might be an insect. I'll count it. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not specific with that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Um, your favorite like TV show or movie of the moment. Hmm. Let's see. I am a huge TV fan. I'm obsessed with television, but I also am huge into rewatching. Like I just will watch the same things over and over again. And re- currently I'm rewatching Scandal and it's oh. so amazing and melodramatic and perfect. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm into right now. <laughs> I love her wardrobe and that. Oh, the, all the white, the red wine, yes. the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yes all right next one is i'm currently jamming out to 
uh, well, our Spotify 2020 wrapped just came out this yes. week. So yeah, the po- the playlist that they made of every song I already love has been on repeat, <laughs> but which is really just a lot of hame, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. My um, <laughs> I wasn't even surprised. I was just kind of laughing at it. My top song was um, Satisfied from Hamilton. The yes. And therefore, I found out that my top artists were all from Hamilton. Oh it was like the original Broadway cast. It was Lynn Momoa Miranda. <laughs> it was David Diggs. It was Leslie Odom Jr. And then the last one wasn't anything. It was Harry Styles. And I'm like, well, that's like, a well-rounded year. I do value diversity in my <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know. I was laughing because my husband this is so stupid. But like my husband makes me he's really, really good at discovering new music and I'm not, I love new music, but I just like, I can't, I don't discover new music. I, once I find an album, I'll listen to the artists. I make playlists, but I don't discover new people very easily. Yeah. And so he makes me a new playlist every Friday, like 10 songs every Friday. I love that. I did feel like I like sent him my raft and I was like, this is funny because it's like half me and half you. It was like, Hey, Maggie Rogers. And then it was like Paul McCartney and like white Reaper and Courtney Barnett. And I was like, Hey, (laughs) thanks for making me cooler. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tom's definitely the music one in the family. He'll he'll just like discover new things. Yeah, and listen like the whole album. And I'm just like, oh, I like this one song. Same. And he's like, no, no, we'll listen or to the like, full. Remember album. the music I loved in high school? I still want to listen yes. to it. Oh my god, yes. All right. Next question is: I feel awesome when? Oh god, I feel awesome when. I oh god (laughs) um I think when I like take the time I I I got an answer I feel awesome when I do not bring my phone to bed with me oh that's such a good one either in the morning or in the evening just it's not allowed in the bedroom that's fair Currently, it's my alarm clock, so I do bring it yeah. in. But like for a couple times, like I've I've left it out there, yeah. and it's amazing to wake up and I'm like, there's no phone. Right. I'm not in. I'm not enticed to open it, and it's just it's very nice. Yeah, to just, to just like not immediately go into like a scroll hole feels really oh good. Gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and last one is, um, what's a word that you use to describe yourself? Enthusiastic. <laughs> that is very appropriate. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Awesome. All right. So everyone listening to learn more about what Feel Good Retail has to offer, you can go to their website at feelgoodretail.com or find Janine on Instagram at feelgoodretail, all one word. Perfect. And then, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. So fun to reconnect and chat. Thanks for doing this. I love listening to your conversations too. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave me a review. And for everyone else, please remember to stay awesome, stay kind, and just be you. I'll talk to you soon.